Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 132 of the Happy Tans Podcast. Today's episode, we have Liz Steffen from Vanilla Sugar Day Spa up in Peoria, Illinois. She runs a seven-figure spa up there. It's a great story. She has a military background. She's a chocolatier. She talks about how her first location and first attempt actually failed and now how this second one has been so much more successful. She talks about everything in between, how she got their structure, SOPs, SEO, how she's getting found online and what's made a difference in her business this is great information, a wealth of knowledge, super kind. We hope to have more interviews in the future. She just has so much that she can share, and she loves educating and giving back, you know, not asking for anything in return, just to simply spread the word about what you can do to grow your business, especially in this beauty industry that is ever-changing and obviously very challenging to run. So thank you, Liz, for sharing your journey. We're super excited for everybody to learn from you. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please take care, and happy tanning. Today's episode of the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry and other beauty industries as well. That's right. Not only do we help with sunless tanning businesses, we can help with any other beauty entrepreneurs as well. Not only do our websites look beautiful, they are also found online using our top-of-the-line SEO tactics, which help you get found. It's important. It's more important, honestly, than looking good online, but we do both for you. Come check us out. Our websites and our clients constantly rank near the top of the search engines for the services that they offer. Whether it's spray tanning, teeth whitening, lashes, waxing, or anything in between, we are here to help you, beauty entrepreneurs, get found online. We have a white glove concierge service where we will completely build out the website for you with as little work as possible from you. We'll have it up and running within a business week or less, depending on how quickly we can get the information. But again, the whole point is to free up your time and allow you to do the thing you enjoy doing more, and also the thing that'll make you more money. We're here for you. Come check us out at happytans.com forward slash website or go to happytans.com and click the green create your website button today to get started. In addition, the podcast is sponsored by Sinisto, which is a review tool which helps you not only manage your reviews, but get more reviews. We have a system built in where you can send out SMS, text messages, emails. There's a QR code as well. You can manage, reply to your reviews, share your reviews, do anything you need to do internally. The tool Sinisto.com does all of it. We even have a cool thing where there's an AI reply to where you can reply to your reviews using AI. You don't even have to think about what to say. It'll literally type out a couple paragraphs for you. They sound very genuine and they're very unique, which Google likes as well. Come check us out at Sinisto, S-Y-N-I-S-T-O.com to learn more and get started today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoy this episode and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tense Podcast. On today's episode, we have Liz Stefan from Vanilla Sugar Face and Body in Peoria, Illinois. How are you doing today, Liz? I'm fabulous, Grant. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm excited to interview you. We connected randomly through 
another Facebook group. I reached out to you, kind of stalked you, reached out to you, wanted to interview you. <laughs> You've got a great business going on, but you know, a lot of our listeners are in the spray tank community. You're a little bit more, you know, you do some wellness. If you guys have a lot of stuff going on in your salon and, and uh, you know, spa. So I'd love to kind of open the floor so you can introduce yourself and let people know a little bit about you and, and everything you have going on. Okay. Yeah. So I have been an entrepreneur for nearly 21 years. And I have owned a couple different spas. I have started, I started a culinary business. Um, I'm a Navy veteran. So there is a lot in my background, but I have been, I've owned my current spa for 10 years in Peoria, Illinois, and it has been an amazing journey. And I remember probably a few months into opening that spa. So it was like about 10 years ago, yeah. I was in a networking group with a, you know, an older gentleman. And I said, Tom, when do you actually start paying yourself? Like as an <laughs> entrepreneur, he goes, when you're sick of not paying yourself. Because <laughs> at that point, I really had been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. And I've had more, way more failures and successes. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point for me where I decided to really start paying myself first. And that allowed me to really grow my business. Oddly enough, like paying yourself first allows you to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, good. But it's, it's been an amazing journey. So I'm an esthetician. I used to be a massage therapist. Um, I do have a culinary degree. So it's funny how everything that you do, you can use in your life yeah. and you take those experiences. And I did get a bachelor's degree in organizational leadership um, online. You know, I was an online student before it was cool, before COVID. <laughs> and that really helped me learn how to communicate better with people. Like you think you know how to communicate well with people. And we really don't. Uh, <laughs> and I still feel like I don't. Yeah. But I just try to get better every day as you're trying to grow, you know, into a multi-million dollar business that communication with your colleagues, with your staff, with your spouse, with whoever is super important for growth. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you guys, you do all kind, right? You guys do your facials, you do acne stuff, you do hair removal, spray tan. You guys do the whole litany of, of services. Yeah, we don't do hair. We don't do nails. Um, we are a med spa now. And I'll tell you right now, that has its own set of challenges. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Even yesterday, I was like, my girlfriend's like, don't throw the baby out of the bathwater, Liz. Hang in there, you know? And yeah. It's it's very expensive to be a med spa. Um, and it has its own sets of challenges because I can't do those services. So it's hard for me to train that staff. So it's a very expensive um, to send people to training. And if you are going to grow a team, HR is going to be your biggest challenge people. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Right. That's the, that's one of the, one of the factors that kind of, uh, limits the business is the people, you know, money, time, people, you know, staff, uh, whatever that, that capital looks like, it can really, you know, kind of make the business fluctuate. I can't imagine once you get over a certain number of people, how you keep them in tune together as a team, cohesive how many how many people are working with you now i think i have 13 employees okay <laughs> um it's it, i i stopped counting because <laughs> it fluctuates because it fluctuates not gonna lie um there's times where like we'll hire somebody and they last like one day or seven days mm -hmm. and then they're they're gone um i run a tight ship not gonna lie um <laughs> i i i try to be flexible with my staff. You know, we try to be, you know, very genuine with them and yeah. 
you know, and compassionate, but it's also a business. Sure. And if you're going to come to work stoned, reeking like weed or not show up to work, like it's just not going to work out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you think that comes from your military background? Uh, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but it's yeah. a major factor of our success. 100%. I, you know, I mean, I have, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, I worked on a su- Saturday and Sunday deep cleaning one of my long-term estheticians rooms because it wasn't up to my standards. And, you know, she's amazing in like so many different ways. And she does try to clean. She really does. But, you know, it's not to the standards that (laughs) I set. And when I came in there, I had to work in the room. I was doing some training. And when I felt a little wax on my my shoes, it's like the pet peeve of my, I can't stand (laughs) like crunchies on my feet. And I mean, it looked clean from a distance, but when I started, you know, pulling things from the wall and scrubbing, like I found wax everywhere. (laughs) It's not Navy clean, right? (laughs) It's well, (laughs) it's not, it's not. (laughs) Very good. So for, for you being in business, you know, entrepreneur for 20 some years, you've been in this one for uh, you said a decade now, your time flies, uh, lots of changes, but what, what, like getting started, what, what, uh, what got you into the, the, you know, the beauty side of things and then what, like what helped propel you guys to grow from like this little start out? Like I can barely pay myself to now where you are today. <laughs> That's a great question, Grant. <laughs> there are defining moments that I've had in my career. I started off as a massage therapist and I remember back in 2000, like mid 2000s, early 2000s, I think the going price was like 60 to $65 an hour for massage. And honestly, it hasn't even really changed that much. Wow. And I, when I was in the Navy, I had um, an embarrassing skin moment and I've always, I've always loved skin. And when I was going through air crew training down in Pensacola, Florida, it was in the summertime, just got out of boot camp. My back was full of acne because I was, you, you can't really scrub your back or yeah. air it out because you're in uniform for eight weeks Yeah, and sweating up a storm. Well, when I was in air crew school, I had to shave my bikini line and it was a hot mess. I mean, razor burn, it was terrible. And I'm like, single. 20, 40. And there's like all these hot Marines that I'm in this class with. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So skin embarrassment and lack of confidence of being, you know, being able to like strut my stuff. And I went on a journey of discovery. What was the best hair removal method that would work with my sensitive skin? So I tried Nair, I tried an epilady, I tried waxing at home with the strips where you rub it and then put it on you yeah. and rub it again. Yeah, no, didn't work out so well for me. And um, that was really what made me want to become an esthetician. But in my mind, I wanted to be a massage therapist first. So when I separated from the Navy, I did my five years and went to massage therapy school in Hawaii. And I went and got a spa treatment. I got a a sugar scrub when I was living in Hawaii. And the lady said to me, she goes, yeah, I fly back to Maui once a week to do waxing for a day and I make a thousand dollars. I go, what? (laughs) (laughs) They what? (laughs) And I'm like, hmm. So that was a moment where I was like, wow, okay, pretty cool. So then I ended up going, you know, moved back to the mainland, lived in Wisconsin, opened up a, a massage studio. And then I put myself through aesthetic school 
And the, I remember the teacher saying, hey, you can do a $65 add-on chemical peel to a $42 student facial. I'm like, you mean I can make, a, I can bring in over $100 for an hour? But yeah. uh, that's way more than a massage. Yeah. And I saw, like, I watched my teacher. She was a riot, okay? she She's kind of like a hot mess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she, she was very savvy business-wise. And I really just watched her. And I watched, I mean, she would do $400 on a Saturday with student facials. And this was, you know, 18 years ago. And yeah. I thought, wow, $400. And she wasn't even in the treatment room. And to me, $400, I mean, that was eight massages. Yeah. You know, that was a whole days of work for That's one person. Yeah. And I oh, go, wow, well, okay. So, you know, I just watched her. And when I got out of aesthetic school, I, you know, added it to my business. It was really hard to switch people over. And honestly, you don't know anything when you come out of aesthetic school, like sure. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and um, so I did that for a few years. Then I got pregnant and my husband and I decided to move to Illinois because he was a pilot. So he was gone all the time. And I'm like, I got a kid. I'm running this business. I'm not making any money. I'm like, I couldn't afford childcare and run my business yeah. and with him being gone. And so we just made a lifestyle just change. And so I'm like, well, I'll stay home and raise the kid. But, you know, one month into moving and after closing my business, you know, I had to liquidate stuff. So I was selling stuff on eBay I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. I need to be doing something. So I used my GI bill and went back to college and there was a local community college and they had a culinary arts program. And I'm like, well, I've always loved food. I love chocolate. And so <laughs> I did that, got my degree in that. And I started like a cake and confectionery business out of a little coffee shop. I just rented a space in the back room. But you know, my peak year was like, I made five grand. Jeez, I go, man. what? This isn't gonna work. <laughs> I, go, I can do five. I've done five grand in a day in my current spot. Like yeah. it's it's very doable now. And it was hard on my body. Um, and then my husband got called up to active duty again. So he got deployed for 13 months, you know, went to war. Um, and while he was gone, um, my cousin was killed in Afghanistan. Oh gosh! And he he was an office army officer, and it was it was tragic. I mean, my husband was gone. He just dealt with a massive tragedy, the, the largest loss of special forces. You know, he was a part of that team, and it was just really rough. And I'm home with the kid and doing an internship, sure. and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, like I need to do something that I can really lead people. And my cousin was a, a huge influence on me with that. You know, he was, he was a really amazing young leader. And I found um, an online bachelor's program for organizational leadership. So they were advertising it all over the radio. It was really popular at the time. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. And I could do it online, stay home with my kid. I don't have to do culinary arts. I'm still making money from the GI bill. Yeah. And, you know, cause you get that monthly, you know, that monthly, you know, stipend. I'm like, okay. So, and I did that and I got my bachelor's and afterwards I was like, what am I going to do? And I applied for a couple jobs and I go, I can't work for anybody else. I go, I'm just not wired that way anymore. Yeah. And I said to my husband, I said, you know, I have a calling to be, you know, to be an esthetician, to open up a skincare spa. And so as I started developing that, I 
looked online to see what everybody else was doing. And I remember what that girl said years ago about waxing and chemical peels. And I thought, well, I know people like Brazilian waxes and I kind of did a, I learned a little bit about it, you know, the mid 2000s, there was no great education. I just butchered myself and other people while I tried (laughs) figuring it out. So I did find some great education online, um, some videos that I ordered DVDs, this is 10 years ago and studied. And I put a post on social media. I said, Hey, I'm going to open up a skincare spa and I need some practice. Does anybody want a free Brazilian wax? And I had a bunch of people reach out to me. So I had people to practice on. I brought them into my house. I'm like, I'm watching the video as I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And what I realized was through my marketing research is yes, there were people in my community doing it, but there was no great information on it. So on my, I built my website because I've done, I've done numerous websites for the other businesses. Yeah. And I just built a lot of pages on Brazilian waxing. And within six months, I came up number one on the search engines. There you go. And I was outperforming spas that had been in business for 20, 30, 40 years. And I cornered the Brazilian waxing market in my community. And even to the, I mean, we did over 3000 Brazilians last year. Wow. Actually, it was right about 3,000. And I just, that's where I started. I niched down and I offered other services. I did facials and peels, things that I knew. And I just got as much education as possible. And, you know, the first month I was in business, I did $700. And I marketed through social media, um, through my personal Facebook account. And then the next month I did like 900 And then November, I did $1,200 and I took $125 of that and hired a housekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Then I saved myself, you know, five hours of work, four hours of work completing my house. And I ran a Groupon in December. I did a little research on how to make it work for me. And I had a friend who did it and she's like, Liz, this is how I did a massage therapist. She ran a Groupon and then what she did was she offered all those people like the same price that they that they paid for Groupon for the next service to get them in again. So I think they paid like 40, 42, 47.50 for, I think it was like 42.50 for a facial for me from Groupon, but I only got $20 of that. Of course. And then I said, hey, if you want to come back again, I'll do your next one for that same price, like 42.50. And they did. And that month I did like 3,500 in sales in December. So I went from 1,200 to 3,500. And ever since then, it has just been, it's just been growing. And then like by February, March, my website was catching up online. So now I was getting phone calls. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, right? It it all compounds together. It works together. You know, the beauty of SEO, why we believe in it so much. It's like, you know, you, you were smart enough to kind of corner that market. You know, a lot of people we work with and listeners are spray tan artists. They might do teeth whitening, but as we expand out, you're looking for all these other services that people are doing and they're, they invest this time everywhere. But if you, you know, spend the time on your website or your online presence, you can really get Google to associate, you know, you know, your business, Liz's business with this specific service, you're going to rank higher. Like you said, you're outranking websites that have been there forever. 
And then you just rinse and repeat, right? The next service, the same thing. The next service, the same thing. And now you probably rank, I'm sure, at the top for all the services that you offer. I pretty much do. Um, It'd be very hard for somebody to outrank me at this point because of the way the algorithms work. It's possible, but they're going to be putting in the work. But here's the thing. I'm still putting in the work to keep my website at the top of the search engines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I still see your blogs active, so you're still doing stuff and, you know, uh, part of the beauty of why we love the organic side is because like you, so long as you're not going against Google's guidelines, right? Then you're going to, once you get up there, you're pretty much up there. You're not doing any shady stuff. This is legitimate. You are the best choice for that. You're going to be there and you're going to reap the benefits for years, months, you know, months and years to come. And it's just a beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because ever since I started binge listening to your podcast, which yeah. is amazing, by the way, oh, you really you. do put out a great podcast. You interview great people. Thank you. Um, I was like, oh gosh, my spray tan pages suck. <laughs> like, and I actually have a team of people. So I, I had a, like a, um, <clears throat> a design issue within Squarespace. And so I reached out to my team and they just fixed it like while I was gone over the weekend. And so I need to go back in. So now that they fixed it, I'm like, oh, I can start adding all my great spray tan (laughs) content now. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, so you've, and uh, you know, we'll link your website. People can check it out. Even under spray tanning, you break it down. You know, one thing we do when we set up the sites is, hey, you need a separate, if you do mobile and in studio, you need separate pages. If you do bridal, you need that separated because it's good for users. It's good for search engines. You even break it down, male, female, all these different things. So it's a smart. Well, it's funny because my team did that without me asking them oh, to even add right. those pages. And I go, and they're all like password protected right now. And I mean, like I said, I took a couple, I took a couple days off. Oh yeah. my gosh. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be on my to-do list to actually put the content on there. But the crazy and wild thing is, is that I could just go on to chat GPT later today and be like, yeah. Hey, write a page on male spray tanning. Yeah. And yeah. I could look at it, review it, make a couple changes and upload it. And then I can go in and make changes later. Yeah. But, um, you know, if I'm going to write like a really high level blog, you know, AI can only do so much for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but for local, you know, if I have four or five pages on spray tanning, I mean, it's going to be very hard for anyone to compete yeah. with with the website. Agreed. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes we'll use it just to generate some ideas. You know, once you yeah. get it, it's like, I'll go write it. Like you said, it's it's high level. It's more, it's, it needs to be more intricate than just a, like you said, a service or local service page. If you're writing a blog, maybe get, look for some, Hey, can you build, you can ask chat GPT to build you out like a more or less like a table. Give us 10 points to talk about, and then you can elaborate on them. So it's a great jumping off point, but it's there for people that struggle with writing. So it's great. In fact, what we do, if people don't have, everybody's terrible about writing about themselves. So we have prompts and then we'll throw it into chat GPT and it'll write the about page. Cause it's like, you're not going to rank for that page for any particular reason, really, but at least gives them good content. Uh, you know, we'll change a few things, but it comes out pretty good for, for what well, it is. The thing, too, the about the about pages is it's not a high ranking page, but it's a high visiting page. It is. Agreed. Because people want to know who they're doing business with. So yeah. for anybody listening to the podcast, definitely put pictures of yourself up there. Um, you know, I've done videos. I write a bio. I just talk about you know, and I have a couple different about pages. Is it about my team, about the business, or is it about me as the owner? So I actually have like numerous different pages Mm -hmm. and I'm actually building another page just for me because I actually don't work in the treatment room right now, but I am thinking about going back in. 
um, because I do miss it. Sure. So I, and, and I, and I did take a pay cut to step out of the treatment room and it's so hard to grow your business with staff. Yeah. You kind of get to this point where you're like, you're kind of stuck. And I have been in this stuck place for actually quite a few years where I can't really grow beyond a certain amount of estheticians. And it's very frustrating. Like it's very frustrating. And I am growing my business in other ways. But yesterday I stopped into the spa and I was doing training with one of my girls and my financial consultant came in and he lives in Florida now with his, you know, with his wife and family. But I had a quick meeting with him, but there were clients of mine. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I need to buy some products from Heather's. He goes, what does she buy? And I'm like, well, I'm giving you everything that she buys right now because I don't know the next time you guys are in Peoria. So he walked out with like $240. And then another person walked in an hour later and she goes, Hey, I hear you guys do acne stuff. Never been a client. Don't even know where she heard about it from. Didn't even fill out a client consultation form. And I sold her four products and gave her our acne protocols. And I I said, Hey, we're here for you. If you have any issues, we bring the products back. So by me just popping into the spot, I mostly work from home. I mean, I did over $400 in sales yesterday. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, so you got to be there. (laughs) You got to be there. And, you know, it took me 30 minutes, 20 minutes of my time to make $400 in sales of just people pretty much walking in off the street. Yeah. And that's crazy. You know, so I, you know, yes, I started with waxing and I got into, you know, I paid for a coaching program and then I got into this group and I saw what other estheticians were doing. And one person was doing eyelash extensions. One person was doing acne. And I'm like, I don't want to do lash extensions. What? Well, (laughs) we brought it in and we kind of, we did really well with them for a while, but then the market really got saturated. And it dropped the prices. So years ago, we could demand a higher price. And we still can for our senior staff. But most people just hang up the phone on us when we tell them what our price is. Uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know, we charge $350 for a full set with a a master lash artist. And people are like, what? Click. Um, (laughs) But with acne, uh, I had acne. And so somebody told me about this training. And I'm like, okay. So I took the training. And I started my own product line. So I never sold their product line. I developed my own Mm. and it has changed so many people's lives. And ever since I really brought that program on, I've had other people in my community start like doing the same thing. (laughs) So, you know, I have really learned that that's the, you know, largest form of flattery. And I have, I really set an example in my community. And instead of thinking like it's competition, it's like, no, we can all win. Everybody has a face, yeah. but you do have to compete with my marketing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like you said, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, as you were talking, I was kind of curious. I was thinking about as you started out, this is back in the early days. When did you, I think a lot of people get to this point when it's just a solo, you're by yourself, you get to a point like you need somebody else. When did you know that I need somebody else here? I know this is going back a little off topic, but it just came to my mind. Like a lot of people struggle with that first person you bring on, I feel like is the hardest 
because you're like, you're basically taking a step back because you're going to lose X amount of money you're paying out essentially, but you gain all this time, obviously, yeah. but it's hard to change that mindset. So do you remember what that was like or, or what point I you got do, to? I do, Grant. It's a great, great <laughs> question. And I love it when people ask me this question because they usually get an answer they don't expect. Um, I opened in September of 2013, my, my business. I had no clients. I didn't work for anybody else. I didn't poach clients. I didn't steal clients. I literally started from scratch yeah. and it was probably February of 2014, 20 or February, March, where I put a post on my personal Facebook page and I said, Hey, I'm looking for some part-time help in my, my spa. Um, and it wasn't for an esthetician. It was, can you answer my phones for me? Can you schedule my appointments for me? Can you yeah. turn my room over? Whatever it was. And I had to figure out what that position looked like because I didn't really know. But I didn't want to hire an esthetician because I could pay somebody $10 an hour yeah. to do that. That's when you could pay somebody $10 an hour 10 years yeah. ago <laughs> and um, way before inflation. And sure enough, I had a woman who reached out to me. She, you know, what we went to we go to church together and she still works for me to this day. Wow. That's and awesome. she works from home. She does my bookkeeping now because that's really where her magic was. But she did all kinds of things for me to help figure out what that position was. Yeah. And then by July, I put an ad on Craigslist for another esthetician. Okay. I remember what I remember when I needed to do that. I <laughs> was in Kohl's in the changing room trying on lingerie. <laughs> it was a Wednesday, right around five or six o'clock in the evening. And somebody was calling like, Hey, can I make two appointments for waxing? And I, I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. And I go, I'm in a dressing room at six o'clock. And somebody's asking me for two her and somebody else. And I'm like, of course I'll get you in. Yeah. And I think I probably ran. I'm like, do you want to get in tonight? I think I remember <laughs> running back and doing those services that night. And then like the next day I put an ad on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, looking to hire for somebody. So when you get to the point where you're feeling overwhelmed, there's too much on your plate. You know, you had already offloaded so many responsibilities, but the actual services, again, eventually you're going to be that cog that gets in the way of the next step, right? Yeah. So I was open for less than a year. That's crazy. That's very yeah. good. I mean, I think it's a challenge, you know, it's always a challenging thing. And I guess the thing is, if it doesn't work out, like you said, some people haven't worked out. It just, it just doesn't work out. You're not going to hit a home run, you know, every time. But you get to a point where you know you need more people in there. Uh, one of the challenges that are, and this might be the same for you, for spray tanning, you may see this, the ebbs and flows of the seasons, right? Where you have those super busy months where you need extra people, and then you go through the slower time. So I think- I don't have that. <laughs> Good. No, Good. the reason why is, you know, and I, as listening to your podcast, yeah. people bring on those additional services. Like yeah. waxing really is busy year round. Yeah, um, But then like we did lash extensions facials, mm. um, acne treatments, and all these services are really year round kind of services. Yeah. Spray tan is definitely like seasonal. Sure. Um, but I strategically built my website or built my menu based on the seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, summertime here in Illinois, yes, waxing, you know, full leg waxing. Um, December, we're really busy because people go on vacations. Mm. You know, January, you might have a lull, but then it's like people, a lot of people where we live go on vacations in January because it's yeah, so, cold. so sucky here. <laughs> like it's so cold. Yeah. January, and, and then March hits with spring break and we're slammed from like the first week of March yeah. all the way through Labor Day. Like when I say slammed, like wait list for waxing. Wow. 
And then, you know, come fall, we're like, okay, facials, peels, acne. I mean, I look, I came into work yesterday and somebody called for Brazilian wax and I go, we didn't have any openings, but I do have a brand new licensed esthetician <laughs> who I was training yeah. um, and her first client was scheduled for Friday. So tomorrow. And I said, you're doing a wax today. And so we, we, pa we paused training and she had our first client yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we popped her, we popped her, her Brazilian cherry. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Um, so I'm curious, a couple of things I've been thinking about. One, uh, do you guys track where people find you? Yes. Okay. So you have good yes. stats on that. Yeah. Most people find us online through Google, yeah. but we get so many referrals now. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's probably, I mean, I don't know percentage wise, but it's a lot of referrals. And then what happens is people are like, oh, hey, check out Vanilla Sugar. But then they go to the website. They look at our reviews, they go to our social media account, they yeah. look at the videos and they're like, okay, I'm going to trust these people now. So now then they book the appointment. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, do you guys have any referral program for people or is it just a... We do. Okay. If somebody comes in and they write down, oh, my friend told me, you know, we're like, well, who's your friend? Yeah. And so we we ask we have to ask more questions, and then we send we send the person who sent them in twenty dollars off their next service with us. There you go. Yeah. We have a postcard. It's at our reception desk. They fill it out. Boom, out in the mail. Super Good. easy. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of people miss that. You know, once you have people in there, how how can you leverage that to grow? You know, without having to find another person on your own. Obviously, they work together, but it, it's helpful to have that referral program. Um, the, the next question I was thinking of as you were talking about, you know, the, the new person doing the waxing and stuff is what, what's the, what, what is the next level for you guys? Like, have you maxed out the space you're in? Are you going to go to a bigger location? Are you good with where you are? I know you have your, you know, your e-commerce store and your skincare stuff, but what, what does that look like? Actually, I bought a building and it's under construction. Okay. And while we're talking here on the podcast, I looked at my phone and my contractor was just calling me. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> um, drywall was supposed to start going up today. So I, my space now is like 1,350 square feet. So just okay. under 1,400. And I'm going to 3,400 square feet. Wow. And I'm actually building in a commercial chocolate kitchen in my <laughs> building that I bought. Yeah. And so when you walk into the spa, it's going to be a gift shop with chocolates. <laughs> so it's going to be a chocolate shop and a spa. That's right. Because you're a chocolatier. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am a chocolatier. That's amazing. And I make chocolate from scratch. So I roast the beans. And But here's the thing. I make way more money in this industry than I ever will in the chocolate industry. Yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. It's my news. Um, I can create jobs. Like, so I'm going to have people come in. Like, my son is 15. And you know, I'm buying him a car next year. I'm like, but you're working for that car. You're yeah. making chocolate. And yeah, awesome. you know, he knows how to make toffee. He can make truffles. Um, and, you know, so I, I am growing into this space and my building is actually like 7,500 square feet. So I own, I own a giant building. So yeah. I create income in other ways. I rent out the other side okay. and there's so much you can do. Like I'm, yeah. I have a podcast room in there and I thought, well, what if I started renting out the podcast room to people? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur for sure. Um, <laughs> but I also have my e-commerce store. So I sell yeah. my skincare products online and like our acne clients, a lot of them move their, their high school students and they become college students. They go off to college. 
Mm-hmm. And I see the orders that come in. They're, they're coming in from all over the country now. Yeah. And that's my big focus on trying to grow that. Yeah. Um, but it's a whole, it's a whole other ball of wax to grow it an is. e-commerce store. It is. Oof. It's a, a different, different opportunities for sure. As far as the scalability goes with that, you know, I, I've seen that from clients we work with and being part of it. It's definitely exciting, but it is challenging, especially nowadays with Amazon and all these fun things oh, yes. <laughs> you get to compete it's, with. Yeah. And, you know, like I built a great local SEO based website yeah. and now to build an e-commerce competing against multi-billion dollar acne companies. Like yeah. it's, it's going to, it's a challenge, yeah. but I like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a good challenge. Do you guys fulfill all the orders and stuff yourself? We do. So will that be done at the new place as well? Yep. So we do everything in house. I have a full-time manager. Um, you know, with, with management, I always tell her, I say, as long as you get the job done, I don't care what hours you work. And she's, she's, we're the same age. She's two weeks older than me. She has a daughter in college who's starting a job and it's like, she's running her around and she's a single mom. And yeah. so we, we really help support each other. And That's she, great. she is my right hand lady. And <laughs> I, I just adore her and she balance, like when I'm freaking out, she, she calms me down (laughs) she's freaking out. I calm her down. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So I'm assuming maybe you're the visionary and she's the more structured one. I'm definitely the visionary. Yeah. So she's, she's really great with the girls. Um, she, she's, she really manages all the personalities. Yeah. And, and it's hard. I mean, we've had conflicts where we've had to move staff members on different shifts Mm. and, you know, people have no clue until they go through it managing staff. I mean, I've had people steal from me, lie to me, um, steal recipes and quit and, and then like take all my manufacturers with them, but they can't take the years of experience. Like I just got off, I had a call the other day with a man, you know, a manufacturer, you know, a lot of my stuff is private label. I'm not going to lie. We do yeah. have some of our own recipes, but she's like, Liz F private label. And it start, it start making your own products. Yeah. She's like, let's, let's get it. Let's make it happen. And I'm like, Oh, great. Another project. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> you know, right. yeah. I'm glad you bring that up. Cause a lot of people in the spray tan industry, it seems like, especially they're hesitant to bring people on and share all these secrets. This is how we do the tan. And this is how we do the, but you know, all these things it's like, at the end of the day, uh, it is what it is. Like you said, there's competition. There's, they're not going to take the experience from you. They're not going to take your name from you. So there's, there's more challenging things than just that. <laughs> there really are. And when you grow to a certain point, like where I'm at in my company, I mean, we just have a, we have a really strong brand name in our yeah. community and I don't even have a road sign right now. My new building. Oh, heck yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. put signs everywhere. <laughs> And, you know, my girlfriend's like, Liz, you're going to grow so much in that new building because now you actually have like a road frontage and it's on a busy, it's in a really great location. Um, But, you know, when you have that brand name, yes, a lot of people may be loyal to my actual esthetician that's performing the service. But in the end, you know, if they go out on their own, are they going to still have the same standards as us? Are they still going to show up to work like we do? Are they going to be able to return phone calls as fast as us? Are they going to have the marketing strategies in place? Yeah. And, you know, every time I lose an esthetician, if they did have a client base, you know, I heavily, I heavily market to those people. Yeah. You know, I can, I can do a lot of target marketing based on all the, you know, 
the technology that I use, my sure. scheduling software. Like I use Vagaro. And within Vagaro, if you use their marketing software, you can dial in to like people who went to a certain person who've had certain services, a certain amount of services, a certain dollar amount that they've spent. Yeah. And and I I totally I so like it may be painful every time I lose somebody, but then I get really excited about the new marketing strategies that I can play with and figure yeah. out and test and and my business keeps growing. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's, it's, it's you, you know, it's a, that mindset thing. It's like not not that these are like things you're missing out on. They're just like a new challenge, a new opportunity. You, you learn and grow as it comes. Uh, for sure, I think that's an important thing for an entrepreneur. And as you, as you want to grow your business, so for you, you've listened to some of our podcasts. You know, you've seen, you've heard the stories. I mean, what what do you think people are missing that is like keeping them from a getting started or b like going to the next level? in their business um getting started a lot of people are just afraid yeah. and and i and i understand that i'm not one to be very fearful of things um mm. and i think it comes from you know a, a pretty rough upbringing um you know my you know i'll just i'm gonna be very vulnerable like my dad's a sociopath and he's he's alive i don't know where he's at like my dad's actually missing like wow. he, we don't even know where he's at and so he wasn't horrible, like from zero to 10 years old, but then he changed and his disease got worse. Yeah. And I became, you know, I found, I was forced to start working at 10 years old because my parents bought a pharmacy. And so we were poor and I had to go in and work. You know, I worked for $5 a day if I was lucky to get paid. Yeah. And, but after, you know, that business failed, you know, I didn't have the, the relationship started declining between me and my father. And I found personal joy in working because it got me out of the house. So, I mean, I was babysitting anything I could do to get out of my house. And, you know, so for me, it was almost like an escape. And a lot of people are afraid to try something different. And for me, it was, well, I'm afraid at home, Yeah, you know, of getting yelled at and getting beat or whatever it was. And yeah. so I just, you know, found that. And, and it's not that my parents were horrible. Like, I don't want to make my dad out into like a totally horrible person, sure. but you know, we didn't really have the best relationship. And, you know, my, my dad was in the military. He's got horrible PTSD and I come from a big military family. I grew up in a military town. I grew up in New London, Connecticut. I mean, oh, wow. the Coast Guard Academy there and Broughton Naval Base. And I had two uncles in the Navy. And so when I graduated high school, it was like, okay, well, I'm either going to kill myself with drugs and alcohol or I can join the military. Yeah. And I just joined the military and it gave me structure. And I don't know. I just, I, I felt like I belonged yeah. for the first time in a group. And it was just people who were very eccentric, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, you know? Yes, you have like a real, like really strong personalities. Oh, I bet, and yeah. so I fit, because I have a very strong personality. So I fit right in with them. And if somebody is afraid and don't know what to do, just accept that failure is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I failed my first spa, not going to lie. I mean, yes, I could have kept trying to grow it, but I couldn't afford childcare and keep running my business after oh. having it for like three years. And then I tried culinary arts and tried chocolate making and wedding cake making. And yeah. it just beat me down. I learned a lot of lessons, but I didn't make much money. 
And then I'm like, okay, well, more education, more age. You know, I graduated my with my bachelor's degree yeah. in my mid to late 30s. I don't know, I was like 38 or something when I got my degree. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try it again. And every time I fail, I take something from that lesson. And it is the failure gives me the best lessons, period. Yeah. yeah. They really do. First attempt in learning. Yeah, that's what it stands for, oh. right? It's like, yeah, you definitely learn more because sometimes you things go right and you're like, I'm not quite sure what we, you know, it's just going. I don't know if it was all these things or what it was. So what was the what was the big difference between spa one and spa two? Like, what was the difference there? Oh, gosh. I just thought of that as you said this one. You know, three years probably education. Um, you know, in the first spa, I, I reinvested. I, I people are like, oh, you know, if I'm not paid 50% commission working for somebody, they're keeping the other 50%. Yeah. You know, I'm still getting ripped off. I'm like, all right, no, you're not. Like, yeah. I don't pay any of my girls 50% commission. Yeah. Because I would make no money. And I know because I've made that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I made it in my first business right. and I actually made it again opening up this business. And now, you know. And I had a total turnover one year where I lost three high performing estheticians. I'm like, oh, that was 300 grand that walked out my door. But from that point, I restructured how I pay and how I coach and how I train. And it was the best fuck up ever. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best mistake. It was the biggest failure, but it was also the biggest lesson that actually made my company more profitable. Mm. But through all of it, I would say so much of what I spend my money on is education. Yeah. You can, yeah, there's always more to learn, right? You always, you got to think about, you know, for me, at least we try to look at like, what is the, what is the thing we need to focus on? Like if it's marketing or whatever it is, then go all in on marketing books, podcasts, et cetera, focus on that one thing. And then, you know, get to the point where you say, okay, I'm good. Now I need to work on leadership. Maybe it's an online, whatever it is, focus on that. And then, you know, it's going to keep cycling, right? There's always going to be opportunities, but people are so scattered. They're just listening. And, you know, we're grateful because they listen to our podcast. But if you need to focus on one thing that, you know, do it, that's important to do um, to kind of help you get to that next level. So, uh, so you said for people starting out, not starting, I guess it's probably a fear of failure for the people that are being held back from going to the next level. What do you think that is? Oh yeah, I know it could probably be I, the same, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not motivated by money. Okay. Um, you know, I took a pay cut. I took a pretty big pay cut when I stepped out of the treatment room, and I thought sure. I would be, re- I thought I'd be making that by now. So I stepped out about a year and a half ago, and I mean, I'm doing great. I mean, I make, I mean, I make six figures. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, working from home. Um, but I want to make more yeah. <laughs> and I want, I want to keep growing Sure. So trying to figure out how to do that. And I think maybe some people become complacent. Um, but that's due to a lot of reasons. I mean, I'm in my midlife crisis right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And other people may have aging parents or they start having children. So for certain people to want to grow, it can be challenging, but yeah. really ultimately we're the ones who have to take responsibility for holding ourselves back. And each yeah. person has to answer that question for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And and at the end of the day, you know, you got to do it for yourself because nobody's going to come save you. You've got to make it happen. Um, you know, you can watch as many things as you want on how to do all these things, but until you execute and actually step into it, right. You've got to do that uh, for sure. So that's, you know, we see a lot of people reaching out 
I've been thinking about starting this for X amount of months or years, right? And I haven't. I'm like, just do it. You, <laughs> Take you the have first step. To do it. You um, like I'm an amateur bodybuilder. I love going to the gym and weight yeah. training. And right now I'm in construction. I'm building my e-commerce brand. So people are like, when are you competing next, Liz? I'm like, I have no clue because I'm building an, I'm building a building yeah. and I'm building another brand. And it's essentially another business. So maybe for my spa, I spend, you know, four to 10 hours a week on the spa, depending on what week it is. Yeah. With my other 50, 60 hours a week, I am like, I'm learning new stuff, trying yeah. to figure out how to how to write a, a blog that's going to get found when you're competing against a lot of great, like yeah. high, very high competition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that appetite for learning is huge. And that's most entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs have that kind of that need to want to figure stuff out and learn and, and grow and all that stuff. Uh, for sure. Well, Liz, this, I don't want to take up any more of your time. We'll definitely have to come back for part two. Uh, I loved having you on. I'm glad we connected. You know, we only spoke on the phone for a little bit. We got to connect today. Uh, I would love to ask the question that I asked everybody before we wrap up. But uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, you're super, you know, you you answered my random message. I'm sure you'd answer other people. What's the best way for people to find you or or learn more about you and your businesses? Yeah. So my spa is vanilla sugar face and body.com. My e-commerce is elizabethstefan.com. Yep. And you can find me on uh, Facebook, Elizabeth Stefan, uh, DM me. Like seriously, I, I get DM'd all the time and I, I, I respond to everybody. Um, I, I love connecting, making connections. And if anybody wants to reach out and just pick my brain, like I travel a lot and I have a lot of amazing connect. Like I thought about reaching out to some of your guests and be like, Hey, I heard you on this podcast sure. and I love you. And I just want to be your friend. <laughs> but making, making connections with people in our industry is extremely valuable because yeah. when you start connecting with high level people, they're going to give you insight into something that's going on in their lives and their business that can really benefit you. And I, I like to give the same in return. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Liz. Well, thank you so much. So the last question I'd like to ask is if you had to write a letter to yourself and you were just starting out, what would you say? Just keep going, girlfriend. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. That's a lot of people reference something like that, you know, keep going, believe in yourself, all those kind of things. And it's, there's a reason for it, right? There's all these yep. questions we have. In I, I would send myself a motivational letter. Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, Liz. Well, thank you so much again for your time. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to hopefully another interview in the near future. And I hope you have a great day. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Grant. Happy tanning. Happy tanning. <laughs>